Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes? Are you sick of the term, it's a tight candidate market? Um, yes, yes, I am. But unfortunately, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a day does not go by that we don't say or hear that lovely term. Yeah. But it's true. And we've been hearing it for years. We heard it, you know, 2019 pre COVID mm -hmm. in the before times in the before times a lot. I mean, it was it was a tight candidate market. Then it was hard to hire and and companies were struggling to find the right people. And now it's just it's exponentially more. I've never honestly seen anything like it. To be mm -mm. perfectly honest. This is like the first time where um, the candidates are ones that are really calling the shots. And um, <laughs> they're the ones that are ghosting companies now where it, before it was reversed like people in HR departments or whatever would never get back to candidates as far as who got hired or whatever um, because I had so many candidates it's like a, what, well I can't get back to all these candidates and now it's totally different where the, can the candidates are like well I'm not calling them because I'm getting so many people calling me you know, so the whole thing has reversed and um, what we'd like to talk about today is you know how you can kind of better that situation how, for yourself like, how you try and win yeah <laughs> it, mm -hmm. it has reversed I mean there's there's lots and lots of open jobs available jobs with companies mm -hmm. pay levels are going up there's counter offers a lot of times yes you know companies are getting counter offers or a person is getting two or three offers like mm -hmm. they're interviewing for multiple jobs they're getting multiple offers mm -hmm. and choosing one right which may or may not be yours and, um, yeah, and we have candidates that are interviewing for like two and three positions just with us. Yeah, alone let alone whatever they're doing. <laughs> exactly. And then yeah. they, you know, it's like whoever has the best, fastest offer wins. And yes. And they're all moving fast. That's a, a great yes. point to end on. Yes. It's all moving quickly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, talent is in the driver's seat right mm -hmm. now. And, you know, companies are really interested in finding the right people and mm -hmm. so it's it's um it's a different world like you said I think there used to be a almost like HR talent acquisition was kind of the gatekeepers right we have so many wonderful applicants like mm -hmm. you know we're sought after yeah as a company and now the people the talent are the ones that are sought after exactly exactly and um again this is some tips that will hopefully um help you with that tight candidate market and um get you the candidate that you that you want and need your your first choice in some cases yeah and I think <laughs> one thing that's important to keep in mind is that people are not necessarily like just waiting around for you to contact them or you know constantly scrolling through job postings mm -hmm, like most mm -hmm. people or are, are in a job they're working mm -hmm. they're busy they're goodness knows they're juggling a lot right now probably right, right. so you know they have a lot going on they're not just sitting around like shopping the new job pages mm -hmm. <laughs> well they might be casually looking you know if something kind of pops but up they're but open but for the the they're most part open to opportunities yeah they're open to opportunities but then they might just be um so distracted with just keeping things going they might they might think about another job but they're not even actively looking but if someone showed up and said hey we got a better deal for you they were like hmm, I think I might have to entertain this yes exactly so a lot of what we're going to talk about is how you can 
make your job and your company more top of mind mm-hmm. and more attractive yep. to those people who may not even be like actively looking or they're kind of casually searching, like you said. Like they they always got their radar up, but they're not like you know hardcore, mm-hmm. you know daily job searching. Mm-hmm. When I w- w- was um doing graphic design and all that, I was always looking. To be perfectly honest, yeah, uh, just because. With especially with marketing and creative work in general, you get kind of burnt out. You know, you're like, I need I'm, something else. Is some something's going to stimulate new ideas in me because I feel like I've kind of beat the dead horse on this. Um, if you worked a number of years in retail, you know that you know holiday time will wear you out because you, you can only do Christmas so many times. So many times, <laughs> and <laughs> you and I have done them plenty of times. And when Christmas would roll around, you were just so over trees and ornaments and fake snow and all that sort of stuff so when um at least when I left retail I got my Christmas back (laughs) yeah yeah and I think everybody has I loved it don't get me wrong (laughs) I loved it while I was doing it so I think everybody has um sort of those dream companies or dream Mm -hmm. type jobs or I don't know maybe not dream job that sounds very traumatic but like you know you can talk to lots of people like oh I like what I'm doing Mm mm-hmm but there's these one or two things yeah. that if that ever came up, I'd be super right. interested. And it yep. may be a certain position. It may be a certain company. It may be a certain industry. Yes. But they just have a lot of maybe personal interest or connection to. And they're perfectly happy where they are. Mm-hmm. However, there are some things that they would always be considered if it came along. Yes. So let's... So let's, how do you become that for them? Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's pretend that you are looking for that candidate. You have found that candidate and you want to start having that conversation, definitely start by sharing what makes your company special. Um, I think before people were just kind of happy where companies were just like this kind of this gray space of, well, you have, you have a job and you will get paid and these are the benefits and these are the, and every job, I mean, at its core, at its foundation was exactly the same as every other job. Granted the design might change or the style might change for a particular role, but it was very, you know, like I said, very, just very gray and nothing really stood out as being special. So kind of start, you know, what makes your company unique and why is this a place that they would want to work? And you know this because you work there, you know, wh- yes. and maybe share why you love working there. Yeah. And this becomes so important when you're writing your your job post. That's mm-hmm. the first thing the person's going to see. They're yes. not going to even talk to you yet. It's right? an exciting job post. They We've read to, a lot of boring ones. Yeah. They <laughs> have to see your post and respond to it. And so how like you're going to have a job description an HR description with every bullet mm-hmm, of the requirements mm-hmm. and the, you know, standards of measurement and all of those kind of things. And that's great. And you need that on the HR side. That's not what you should post. Like right. what you want to post is maybe it has some of that in it, but like a pared down version of that, that really shares why that the company and the job are interesting yeah, and special and from the person's point of view, not from the company's bulleted Here's what we need you to do point of view. And, and touch upon, you know, like your values and your culture and things like that. Don't um, say things like we want a hardworking, um, do it, do it yourself or self-motivated. You know what? They all say that. Um, no buzzwords, please. <laughs> yes. What really makes yours different? That part's assumed. We, we assume we want a hardworking person. Um, so but what else is interesting about your company? What what do your people work for? What do they love? What do you stand for? Include some of the, you know, like if, if you like, you know, making sure people's feet are comfortable when they run, talk about that versus we need a hardworking designer that, you know, can, you know, design shoes to their fingers bleed. You know, that's not, not as appealing. Yeah. So, 
Yes. But if there's a purpose in there, someone has a purpose, that's what a lot of people are being driven to, too, you know, having a purpose with their career now. Definitely call those things out. You know, mm-hmm. what, again, what makes your place a really unique place to work? And um, talk a little bit about, you know, who who they who they could be helping or who's going to be on their team or what how they would fit in that team. Like, we have a team of 17 people and you could be plugged into this great opportunity with, you know, world-renowned designers or something. I don't know, but make it really interesting and inviting for them to say, oh, my God, I want that. I want to do that. Yeah, like what's like what's interesting is special about the company and what's interest in the team Mm -hmm. and then also the job like are there different um opportunities with it what what kind of things will they get to do Mm -hmm. I mean creative people I I think everyone but we work with marketing and creative people they want to be always be doing something new and interesting and different where are they going to learn where are they going to you know build their skill set in what you know how is this going to challenge them like they're looking for that if they're in a job they're happy with then it has to be something like that to get them to even bother you know wanting to make a move I don't care how excited you are about taking a new job taking a new job is one of the most stressful things people do in Mm -hmm, their life mm -hmm. even if it's by choice right so it has to be something that's compelling enough for them to be like yeah, I'll go through all the pain of making that change because I want this. Right. And that could be opportunities to grow, opportunities to work with a great company, opportunities to um, stretch into new skills. You know, again, make this exciting because all the other job descriptions are exactly the same. And if yours right. stands out like that, you're going to get, uh, you're going to attract the most people. Right. It may feel like a tall order to get all that in a job description. <laughs> but honestly, if they don't see it there then it's game over. They're not going to submit or share their information or whatever your next step is. And you don't know about them and you will never talk to them. Yeah, so that is the, that is the barrier you have to get over is them to raise their hand. Yeah. And, and kind of think of that as just the advertising part of the job. That's how you're advertising the job. And then, like you said, have them click onto what the actual job description is, but right. you know, you're, you're, you you got to lure them in a little first before you can get kind of into the meat of it. Absolutely. So another tip that we have is just being as flexible as possible. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I feel like every podcast and blog in the past (laughs) six months to a year, we've talked about this, but we are also flexible right now. We are in a world of flexibility (laughs) and it's everything around like, how are you providing work-life balance? Mm -hmm. How are you, you know, literally what, what is your current worksite situation? You need to tell people because Mm -hmm. that could matter to them or not. They may not care. Right. But they may like not be interested if it's all on site or not be interested if it's all remote. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important just right now, especially just be totally upfront. Mm-hmm. What's the worksite situation and where are you located? Because that that just they could opt in or out just based on that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that that's almost best to get out of the way almost at the beginning. Exactly. That'll um thin out the herd possibly <laughs> pretty quickly. But yeah, you know, just um be willing to have those discussions too because of us all learning how to be remote and things like that. Um, this could open up the door for having people that don't even live in your state too. Like if you could get access to a particular talent that is on a different coast from you, but that is the person. I mean, that's pretty awesome that you have, you can totally expand your pool like that. And maybe, you know, this is the time where you talk to, well, this is the time you talk about, we want you, we'll fly, we need to fly you in four times a year, once a month, whatever it takes but yeah, you can work over there, but we need to have you call in, check in, and maybe fly in every once in a while too. Yeah, 
be being as flexible as you can and also being upfront about the expectations. Yes. I think both of those are important. <laughs> again, that word expectations, you know, be clear with yours, have them be clear with what their expectations are too, because um, once that's all decided and maybe even have that written down, um, so there's accountability, um, just make sure that's all clear up front because that could make or break a, a good deal too. Yeah, absolutely. It's heartbreaking when you see, and we've seen this with some of our clients, like when they have gone so long, so far into conversations with someone to find out like some of the core expectations just were not aligned. Right. Like, or not brought up, you know, the company just assumed this person would move and this person just assumed they could live in the other state and work Mm -hmm, in this job. mm -hmm. And, and no one ever like firmly had a conversation about because you assumed or you know didn't want to mention it right now no just it you will save yourself so much time and frustration if you are just completely honest with how you expect this to go yeah um because yeah that we we have seen a few heartbreaking situations yeah as in love as you are with the person if you're not going to be able to make it work you need to figure that out exactly right right up front (laughs) (laughs) um so the next thing is selling your role in company. And you, you kind of allude to this before. Like mm-hmm. a lot of this is basically advertising mm-hmm. the role and, and the company. You know, you sell a product or service or whatever it is you do in your business. You sell something, no mm-hmm. doubt. Or even if you're a nonprofit, you're, uh, you're delivering something, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your mission. So you need to do, you need to market this in the same way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of it, again, is just being, you know, really transparent in a lot of ways and getting in this all in writing that this is what the expectations are, um, making sure that because I think before um, companies were in the position where you, they could always think about, you know, like, here's what I expect from you. And wh- when you do that, I will pay you. <laughs> Um, and there was no real wiggle room with that. You know, yeah. this is, and, what, this and is no what the real, job like, is. What you'll get out of it beyond no, getting this paid. Is, you're doing this for me, <laughs> you know, me and my company. And this is, you're serving me. Um, and because the candidate market is so tight there, I said it again. Mm-hmm. Um, the candidates are now saying, no, what's in it for me? You right. know, what do I get out of this? And, um, I think if anything that it's kind of refreshing because I think when you can finally get, everybody on the same page everybody's so happy that's you know? what exactly what i was thinking it's actually great because people are presumably ending up in jobs that are right for them mm-hmm. and companies are getting people that are really excited and passionate about right. the job and what they do instead of just like oh it's good enough i show up and they pay me right as opposed right. to like i love what i do mm-hmm. or i mm-hmm. love what this company stands for right it's so much better absolutely but it is harder but I it's mean, easier to hire a warm body. Yeah. But nobody wants that. But I, I think we've all known people in our life, you know, either parents or aunts or uncles or even friends that are just like, well, it's a job. You know, I'm like, oh my God. You're That's spending, so sad. It is so sad. You're spending like eight to 10 hours a day doing something that you don't particularly love. But like I said, switch that up and, right. you know, or it's even like. like you don't have to love like. it. Just yes. like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, if you had the opportunity to just do something that you liked or loved every day, what a game changer that is. I mean, yeah, people don't want the win the steak knives anymore. Yeah. Hopefully everybody gets that yeah. reference. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, so yeah, this is really about, you know, marketing the job, marketing your company, you know, like we were talking about before, once you've pulled all that information together, making a post 
targeted towards the candidate, mm-hmm. you know, that you're trying to attract them. So yeah. it's, you're kind of sharing your features and benefits. Mm-hmm. Here's the features and benefits of this job yeah. and this company. And then we can dig down into the, you know, details. Like you said, you can click and see the full description or the talent acquisition person recruiter can share that. Um, and being upfront about what is like a must have. Right. As I always think it's this, this kind of, um, trickles into the, um, like, you know, trying to hire a more broad and diverse pool of people as well. But the more, the less exclusionary you can make your job, mm-hmm. the better. So like, there's probably a list of things you absolutely have to have, like in ab- in order to be able to accomplish this job, you have to have X, Y, Z. Great. You should say that up front. Everything else to me is like a nice to have. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have this. It might help you. You might, you know, get up to speed quicker or whatever, but you don't have to have it. Mm-hmm. If you, a lot of companies tend to put all of that wish list into yes, yes. the full list and then people just start, you know, opting themselves out because they don't have all that. Right. But what right. they don't realize is the company only feels like 10 of those 30 things are critical. Mm-hmm. So if you can say like, these are critical, you might attract people that are, that have all of those, but are, you know, uh, a little different candidate than you may have seen before because mm-hmm. they're not trying to fit all 30. Yeah. They're just trying to fit the 10. That's one thing that I think um, people that hire should keep in mind is that when you're asking for too much in a job description, people will sell that from that. And they could have been the perfect candidate if, and you're, because that you might be thinking, well, that, that part wasn't that important. That's a nice to have. They will decide, well, that, they're they reading that. They don't know that. They don't know that. Exactly. And they say, well, I can't do that. So I, therefore I, I shouldn't apply. Um, so kind of keep that in mind. That That's a, a very excellent point of um, stick with the must-haves. And while they're, maybe they're in for the interview or have a chance to talk to them, can you also do this and this? And then that's when you can find out maybe who is the better candidate over somebody else. Maybe one of them has that skill and one doesn't, and that's how you can make a decision. But you know for sure they have to do these things. Yeah, the people will not apply if they think that they're too short on some of those what finger quote requirements are. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, as much as we're talking all about making a great job post and putting it out there, which for sure you need to do, mm-hmm. we also fully believe that you need to target and go find the kind of people you want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a lot of what we do, frankly, right, for our right. clients. Like, so, they hand that to us. Feel, to free go. To, feel free to delegate that to us <laughs> they, if you would like. Yes, but. <laughs> they hand that right over to us. Please go find these people. Because it is great to put your position out there and get applicants, and that's wonderful, and hopefully you get, you know, really great people applying. But if you know there's certain type of people, if you're trying to expand your candidate pool, you need to go find people where they are. Because mm-hmm. back to what we were saying right in the beginning, they're not necessarily sitting around looking for your job. Right. They're busy living their life. Right. Right. <laughs> so you might have to go track them down yeah. through industry organizations, LinkedIn, all the b- different, you know, myriad of ways that, mm-hmm. that we find people. Um, and yeah, it's more work. Yeah. That's true. But you ultimately end up finding the right person and getting the right people connected to your company that you want. Yeah, that right person might already have two job interviews and figure figuring out, well, one of these two is going to pan out. But what if there was a third one? Maybe you right. suddenly swoop in and then you get that person. And it's so. way more interesting than either of the ones they were considering. Right, right, yeah. right. Which brings us to another point of move quickly because yes. people are interviewing multiple places. They are getting multiple offers. 
Um, and it's all happening really quickly. And we deal with this probably on a daily basis where, you know, we're kind of rooting for one company to just kind of get their act together because we know that's going to be a better fit or that cl- that um, candidate really wants to work there versus this other place. But, you know, if they get an offer from somebody else, uh, they're in the, then they're in a position, well, do I take the sure thing or kind of wait for this other one? People usually do not wait because that... And I don't know if I'd advise them to in some yeah. cases too. Because what if you, the other one doesn't pan out? Right, exactly. It never happens or, well, we've we've changed direction or, you know, yeah. it's one of the other classic sound bites we hear. Um, so, yeah, if this person is somebody that you really want, act quickly and move yes. quickly and don't plan that seventh interview. <laughs> Have them coming back over and over and over again. If you can't figure out if this is the person in two interviews, then you got to really tighten up your, your process because I think the first one is always like a, just a quick vet meet and greet sort of thing, maybe more of a personality or double checking the skill sets or things like that. And then the second one is, is this person really a fit for the team and get everybody on the calendar as soon as you can. We run into so many situations where not everybody's available this week, so we're going to push it back two weeks when everybody has an opening. You know what? This is important. This and is this really person might take a job by important. then. Yes. So make the time. Make it like 15 minutes to come in and meet somebody. But you got to drop this whole, we're, we can't meet somebody for the next two weeks. They will be gone. Mm-hmm. And I think this is moving even faster now because everyone has got used to remote work. They're doing a live remote interviewing. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the organization to get everyone all in a meeting in mm-hmm. your office at the same time two weeks from now or, you know, a series of three 15-minute Zoom calls with people. Right. Like how, you know, that's certainly going to get scheduled quicker, go faster. Yep. And the companies that are doing that are moving quickly and hiring the people. And if you're, like you said, you're trying to coordinate 10 people in a conference room two weeks from now, mm-hmm. that person's going to be hired and, and start their new job by then. By a much more efficient company. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's just things were moving fast pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. They're moving even faster now. Yeah, it's breakneck speed right now. Yeah. How and, fast it's going. And it's just, I, I guess I just feel, this is my opinion, and, and we recently hired people for our own team. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly how we thought about it. When we find person that seems right let's just hire them right like we don't have to keep interviewing seven people to compare to them right oh yes if that person is the right person let's do it yeah you know if and it's um i think sometimes companies are like well i want to i want to like interview a whole bunch of people just to make sure it's like yeah but if they were a fit, where are you waiting for? Right. You know, then you go back. Oh, that first person was, really, you know, we that wanna, first person we really make was them the an best offer. person. You know what? <laughs> They're gone now. They're gone. Right. Um, so, yeah. And, and the thing is, too, with like, especially, uh, again, you know, working with us, you are going to only see the best, best candidates anyway. You, if you are doing this on your own, you might have to. This might be a little bit longer process because you want to make sure um, that you've gotten all the people. But we're vetting tons of people before we send them to you. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, where we can also come in handy too, but, um, just know that when somebody might look too good to be true, they might actually be really the one, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to like worry like, about don't it. Like, overthink uh, it. Yeah, don't overthink <laughs> it. That's where I was kind of going with that is, yeah, you don't need to shop and compare because it's, we don't have that luxury anymore. Um, and honestly, you know, if you're afraid of making a mistake, you know what, that happens all the time. Um, hopefully not often, but it, it does happen. And you can just say, you know what, we really should have hired, you know, 
hired that fifth candidate we, we met with versus this one. Um, it, it can be fixed. I mean, don't, don't sweat it. It, but just kind of go with your gut first. Really. If you're doing your interview process properly, it can be done very swiftly. Um, if you need to do testing, you know, just make sure that the people get everything they need quickly, have mm-hmm. a quick return time. Don't drag it out. I guess I, that's all we're saying here is don't yeah. drag it out. Don't drag it out. And also it just occurred to me, like just keep them informed too. Mm-hmm. So like you said, maybe there is yes. testing yes. or, you know, there's going to be a next phase interview. It's, you know, the final interview with the, you know, owner of the company or whatever it may be, then just keeping them informed. So they, f- they know and feel like things are moving along. Mm-hmm. They know they're in the running. They know you're interested in them. You need to keep them yeah. engaged. If you do have a few more steps, that's fine. But they need to know what they are. So, so you keep them like involved in the process. Yeah, Cause if you go silent, they think that you've already hired somebody else, you know? Yeah. So yeah, just let them know this is the next step. And if they have another offer coming and they already sense more interviews or something like that, they can buy time on their side. Mm-hmm. Say, you know what? I'm, still interviewing with somebody else I'll let you know next week I mean that happens all the time too so definitely you know if you can take advantage of that um but yeah if you if you know that your company's kind of notorious for being slow just lay out the groundwork of here's what's going to happen and they can at least have some more sort of expectation maybe they'll stop interviewing for a while until this runs its course um but yeah you have to be a little more strategic on that part too you know people Mm -hmm. are not just out there waiting for jobs the communication of it yeah they can't carry all the offers anymore i swear (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah so you know it's uh it's a different kind of a market it's definitely fast and people are getting you know hired up very quickly Mm -hmm. and and also they're open and looking they're they're either looking or they're open like Mm -hmm. they may not be actively looking but they're probably open to a new opportunity if it's if it's interesting and and intriguing to them so there are a lot of great people to hire but you have to attract them and you have to just you know move it forward yeah you have to think of it um kind of like matchmaking where you don't want that the one to get away Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau, and we hope you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to email us at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend. 